0: hello everyone it's todd brown i'm here with robert peak howdy and uh, welcome once again to the change your game with gtd podcast our goal in these podcasts is to give you some food for thought about how you can get uh, more of the right things done in less time with less stress and we focus on the getting things done methodology uh, as as kind of our, our foundations for that um robert and i were talking just before we kicked off here about um uh, a uh, very kind uh, message we had from one of our podcast listeners uh, last week who was uh, interested in having us touch on a topic in particular, uh, and and namely, he had, in essence, had a, a, a situation where he had started over, really, with his GTD system. He had gotten to a point in the evolution of his, uh, of his own GTD practice in his system where he felt like it wasn't served him very well. So he started over. And he just said, look, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start over, you know, n- new lists, new tool set, new whatever. And he found that a very um, he found that a very uh, freeing experience, a liberating experience in some ways. And it allowed him to uh, re-engage with what was fundamentally important to him about the the system that he used. So Robert and I uh, today are going to riff on that topic. You know, what is uh what is as it were, you know GTD 2.0, if you will. <laughs> uh, what might that look like for you? What 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 are the advantages of of um, uh, modifying, you know, the the system that you've got? Maybe of starting over wholesale, and um, and we'll reflect, I'm sure, as we talk about it on our own experiences of that, because we've both been through, uh, you know, uh, a fair number of, of of system restarts in our lives. Oh yes. Um, and so, yeah, Robert, you want to maybe um, maybe kick us off with some reflections of, of your own experience in that area?
1: Yeah. So, you know, um, as uh, CTO of David Allen Company, um, I would change up systems probably something like every six months or so, and I did that for for several years. Um, really, just trying to get a handle on, you know, what are the what are the new tools, what's out there, how does this work in different technological contexts, and um, one of the things I found is they don't—they don't all have export and import mechanisms, right? So that's the—that's the first caveat. Is if you—if you are pushing the grand reset button, um, it really is and can be a reset button. It's not necessarily um, all going to port over. But also, the thing I found is that this is not necessarily a bad thing either. In so much as um, the process of moving from one system to another, or um, you know, choosing let's say a tool that you think is going to be more more appropriate or more suited to. We can talk about what that means you know what, what, what's what's optimal for you and what to look for. but um, in the process of doing that, the, the key I found really was um, to do a, a complete and very thorough and you know very comprehensive weekly review on my existing system and to use that as the kind of, uh, protocol, if you like, to make sure that I was getting everything moved over into the new system, including perhaps some things that I may have forgotten to put in the old system or weren't as clearly defined or weren't as well defined. So basically, rather than taking typical 60 to 90 minutes, I, I would take sort of half a day um, and often print out the old system lists and what have you and be kind of you know transferring them, not always wholesale, sometimes into a slightly better more refined more clarified format into into the new system so that was a key for me was was to use the re- weekly review as my i guess kind of backstop my way of of thinking about it and making sure that i got everything in there and that the new system can do what i need it to do particularly in terms of projects projects and actions um. So mine was elective. Mine was an elective surgery. Mine was a you know, choosing to to um, move move systems from one to the other. But I know people. You know, when you change jobs or job function or whatever, sometimes you're forced to to move tools as well. Todd, what's what's been your experience? What what's prompted you to change? And then what was what was that like when you did?
0: I, I think. Um, and again, thanks to to John Skinner who sent in the suggestion about this. I think. A bit like a bit like John, what I would find uh, was that the systems that I had put into place uh, were becoming a bit creaky, a bit dusty, a bit sort of. They just didn't feel like they were meeting my needs anymore. <clears throat> the first system that I ever created was uh, was completely in. Um, mind Manager, and for those of you that don't know, that's a, a piece of mind mapping software. And it, and I learned about GTD about the same time as I was getting really uh, enthused about mind maps as uh, as tools. And so I thought to myself, well, you know, I've gotten pretty good at Mind Manager. I'll I'll just use that as the basis of my GTD system. And and the, fir- the first thing that happened was that the Mind Manager file that I created. As a result of having all of my projects, and next actions, and my reference material and all of that in there, this was back in the day when you know when uh, when computers weren't weren't quite so you know uh, robust as they are today. And so, I would I would open this mind map file, and you could you could sort of hear the computer groan, and it was almost like smoke was coming out of it as it struggled <laughs> to deal with the size of this file. So, so the first thing that I had to you know face was okay, I've I've moved beyond the limits of the technology. Um, right. I did. I did love that system in many ways. It it gave me the ability to, to get really clear in my own head about the distinction between, um, you know, the distinction between or the the, the recommendations that we make about uh, where things go in a system, right? And the relationship between next actions and projects, which um, you know, which is which is very important when you're doing thinking about the projects, but but less important to have explicitly indicated when you're. Uh, in a in a mode where you want to do something right and 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 therefore, uh, of course, we recommend that next actions get grouped by context like um you know like at home or at my computer or in front of the boss right those kinds of contexts mm-hmm. and and so um as i say it it the tool really encouraged me to do some fundamental thinking about that, but then at some point, as I say, it just uh, my my system and the amount of information and in it was really not. Suitable. So, so interestingly, I think my next call was uh, was paper, and I <laughs> kept a huge amount on three by five cards, really, right. uh, you know, index cards, and uh, that was really interesting. I did that for probably six months. Um, I was working at the time at uh, at, at a very large uh, company uh, here in London, and I have to say, it did. Uh, Generates some smirks amongst my because I was in IT at the moment at, at that time. Not only not only in IT, I was the head of learning and development for a big chunk of IT, and so I was. So you know, people people would come into my office and see all kind of paper reminders of things and think, and this guy says he knows something about technology. So it did. It is a, as I say, um, it took a little bit of a thick skin to per, persist in those situations, but um, but again, that was really interesting because it it. Emphasized for me, uh, you know, the importance of paper or the the benefits, I should say, of paper. Uh, you know, batteries don't run out, uh, <laughs> cheaply available, generally available in in pretty much any context, and so that served me pretty well. Um, so yeah, the, the, as a, as a first transition, and that, that this is many many years ago now, but as a first transition, that's what I went to, and, and as I say, it served me. It it served me until I then went went digital again a bit later on.
1: Mm. Sounds like sort of graduating into context was really helpful out of the mind map phase and into the you know getting getting actions into context and grouping things and just paper is easy to manipulate isn't it especially if they're loose cards you can you can chop and change and move things around very quickly in the physical world which a lot of people find helpful hmm. Um for me I, I was reflecting about my first system was on a Palm pilot, so I don't know if you recall, but those those oh, yeah. devices had um you know <laughs> they had this little kind of stylus and this gesture system you know
0: mm-hmm. a
1: seven for a T and a loop for an l and reflecting back on that now, I realized that one of the keys for me, one of the things that I often tell people when they're going to choose a system when we're coaching them um, is that as much as possible, the ideal Experience for me these days is that the tool works at the speed of thought for me. Mm-hmm. It's not actually possible, you know. I'm a very fast typist, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't actually, you know, literally the moment that I identify in my little brain the the next action doesn't appear on the screen. But as close as possible to that experience um, is is what I need uh, to be able to feel like my system will be able to handle the volume. Uh, that I deal with, you know, that that um, I can get stuff in and out as fast as possible with as little friction as possible, which is why, you know, when people people often um, come with their iPads or pods or their various touchscreen devices, um, you know, those are wonderful devices for consuming information. Um, but if you find that um, that, that aspect of inputting you know tapping on a screen just the the physical limitations of the tool or the device you're using impedes you so that you know it's really not working anywhere near the speed of thought Um, that's a consideration you know that's a consideration to take into account when looking at what the best tool or the best system is going to be for you. I certainly I just can't imagine you know managing the uh, the projects and actions and everything I have going in my world on a, on a tiny little Palm Pilot scribbling through. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably start a fire on that stylus you know, with the, between the stylus and the pad trying to scribble all the stuff in and get it all out again for a weekly review. So uh, times have changed and the, the thing is things have sped up, haven't they?
0: So. No, but but I but I really like the way you put that. You know, because you're absolutely right. Times have changed. The technology has changed tremendously, right? The Palm Pilot wasn't even a connected device <laughs> for no, people's sake, no, you no, know, like no. the, the Palm Pilot was, uh, you stand-alone. know, great great standalone portable technology. But um, uh, and and of course, we've got you know now we're carrying around. In the form of the smartphones that most of us have, uh, you know, we're carrying around supercomputers in our yeah. pockets, right? Um, but what's really interesting is, uh, you know, what you have just talked about—the importance of a system that works at the speed of thought. That's that's a goal, and that that can be a goal regardless of which technology you're using. Right. And and I like and I really like what you brought up there about, um, you know, uh, pads and tablet computing and, uh, and and mobile devices, because I think for a lot of people they become you know they are kind of constant companions right especially especially our smartphones they're kind yeah. of with us everywhere and so in in um in a lot of the work that i do there's a desire to do as much as possible on those devices and and while i think certain things uh, certain things are absolutely you know it's great for example to be able to do collection or capturing on a mobile device and and you know so you know send yourself a quick email great and mm-hmm. um and uh, you know or or there are apps for that my 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 current favorite being um, being brain toss which allows me to uh, you know would basically just bring up a uh, a screen type in uh, some text or take a picture or even it even does voice recognition and whatever it is I give it it then mails it to me so that I know right. I'm going to see it in my inbox um Anyway, that's that's uh, just by the by. But I, I I think that you know when I think about my mobile device, the thing that I'm using it for, yes, capture and collection, uh, um, uh, capture and uh, um, uh, collection. Mm. Oh, the other thing I'm using it for is uh, is for. Uh, looking at my lists, right? right? So if I'm out and about, and, and that of course requires that my mobile device synchronizes with my core system, mm. um, which again, most mobile phones can do that in, in whatever form. Um, and then the, the third thing that I do is, um, the third thing that I do is a, um, you know, is basically emergency scanning, right? It's, it's looking through my inbox for, okay, I've got five minutes before my next meeting. Is there anything in my inbox? That I can just quickly uh, handle, get off my plate, and and help the, the person on the other end of that conversation to move on with their lives. So I do do those three things. Mm. But I don't. Um, I think I think that anybody that thinks a a mobile device can be a complete system should should try to do a complete weekly review on their mobile device <laughs> have to see how they get on. And, <laughs> and, and I, and I got to tell you, I did try that once. I just okay. said, look, yeah. I, uh, at the time I had a, an early generation smartphone and I said, I'm going to give this a go. I'm just going to see how I can do it. And about three hours later, I gave up. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Said, yeah. Just, this is nowhere near to use your words this is nowhere near the speed of thought
1: no no just the, the amount of the screen real estate alone there and just you know the the thumb the thumb tapping factor of all of that is is aggravating and so you know i mean you know all of this uh, so much of what we do it's you know we we free up in a sense psychic energy right by clarifying things by um, by defining clear outcomes for things Um, by visualizing the successes and wins we have to create, create momentum. If you're, if you're just then going and killing all that mojo, you know, if you're just then going and um, kind of undoing all of the, you know, the, the, the good positive momentum that you're creating through the GTD methodology by having tools that you dislike that frustrate you, that would frustrate anyone, you know, make anyone want to kind of stab their eyes out with a ballpoint pen. Then you're, you know, have a serious look. I mean, I, I a lot of people I see kind of obsess about, well, it's got to synchronize everywhere and I got to have it on every device at all times and it's got to go up to the cloud and this and that. And like you, I I occasionally will scan a, kind of an errands or an out and about list on my phone. But apart from that, I need a pretty good rich interface uh, to, to get stuff in and out of my lists, especially when I'm doing a weekly review. I can't, <laughs> three hours, I think you... Uh, yeah i think i'd I think I'd give up uh, sooner even sooner than that if I were trying to tap my way through a weekly review on a tiny screen. <laughs> it just just doesn't happen so no,
0: no and 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 again I think it 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 kind of it reemphasizes the importance of having some sort of a core system and you know for a lot of our clients that is because what they're using for email and calendar is kind of dictated right, right. so whether it's outlook or whether it's lotus notes or it's you know it's something that's uh they're they're using Gmail or whatever it is, uh, for a lot of organization that's kind of a given. That's generally where we start, right? When we do when we do coaching or we do um, uh, or we do a, a seminar, we sort of say, okay, well, look, you've got that tool. We can modify that tool so that it um, so that it can provide. The features that um, that we think are really important, and which aren't hu- aren't hugely high tech, you know, it's basically the ability to keep multiple lists and keep those in, in accessible places, and have an interface that allows me to very quickly, uh, you know, clarify and organize. So, if I have got an email that that uh, I've decided means I need to talk to the boss about it as a next action, I can quickly convert that email into a talk to boss reminder. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the we we start there. Um, and, and And really, for most people, uh, you can build an incredibly robust system and very, very uh, friction free. A lot more friction free, I think, than a lot of people. Um, expect, but yeah. then you know it 's sort of to your point that what you end up with then, and most people end up with I think is a bit of an ecosystem right so the mobile device is good for these things, and I might use my tablet for certain other things you know for for reading documents or or for um, for consuming media that's that 's sitting on one of my one of my lists you know you know mm-hmm. watch this video or whatever, but when it comes to doing uh, the heavy, the heavy mental lifting I think of mm-hmm. Clarifying and organizing, and certainly of doing the weekly review, I think for most people that's most effectively done on something. You know, quite frankly, something with a keyboard. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a, it's a laptop, it's a desktop, but it's some it's not it's certainly not a smartphone. And and for most people, it's a challenge even to to pull that kind of thing off with a with a tablet. Again, unless it's one of these these convertibles that that has a built-in keyboard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a Bluetooth keyboard, you've you've got a got a fighting chance. But yeah, if you're typing, you know, 60, 80 words a minute, it and it slows down to about six when you're <laughs> I reckon when you're on a touch screen. That's you know, that's that's um, that's significant because again the volume is not decreasing or going away just because you're choosing a different a different device or or a different tool to, to you know, to input and output that stuff. So yeah, I mean I I think um, you know, as you, were, as you were talking, I was kind of reflecting on what is, what is the goal with all of this in terms of picking, picking a tool. And, and ultimately, the goal, I think, is that, you know, you can get stuff captured into a system and, and effectively kind of be able to forget about it when you want to, right? You know, that, that, that when you want to be able to put it all in there, push it away, let it go, that you have that option, and that that to me comes from really practicing the fundamental thinking process and getting really really good at that. And I think sometimes because that's a new behavior, because that's a thing to learn and sharpen, and and over time, um, people get a little fixated on the tool. And, you know, and as you were talking about, you know, the the tool having points of friction or having you know places where it's a, a bit cumbersome. I think sometimes I've seen. That we actually create the cumbersomeness ourselves, right? You know, we, say, mm-hmm. we kind of approach a tool, and rather than saying, "Okay, I, what I need is simple, accessible lists," and I really want to focus on how do I get information in and out really fast, really simply, at speed, at scale. Instead, you, people kind of go, "Oh, well, but there's look, there's that flag over here, and what if I set a start date, and what if I change the color to blue, and does this integrate with that, and does it?" I mean, I think technology to to some extent, you know, has been amazing in the ways in which all of these features have um, uh, have made our lives better. But when it comes to uh, making lists for yourself and doing the GTD practice, you, I think you need surprisingly few features and layering on more features, layering on more uh, ways and clicks and, and things you can do with an interface doesn't necessarily help you when you know you're 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 under the gun or under a deadline or just dealing with a huge volume of information what helps is something a lot more equivalent to what you were talking about with the you know this simple three by five cards in a in a clip you know i mean you kind of want that in digital or that that level of speed in digital mm. more than anything mm. so I, I think we i think we trip ourselves up sometimes you know when we're when we're um relating to the tools because we're so accustomed to new and more features means better.
0: You know, the the more
1: features you layer on, the better the thing is not so with lists necessarily.
0: Yeah. And, and as you're talking about it, what I think has been interesting in the development of technology, you know, in the last, in the last five or 10 years or so is how, You know when i think back to the turn of the century and i think back to this the 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 software that we were using then Mm. uh it it was it it was this kind of race to put in more features right right and (laughs) then all of a sudden these apps appeared and apps do very few things but they Mm -hmm. do them very well Mm -hmm. and and obviously apps have taken over the world in many ways so those old it makes things like um you know, it makes things like these, these, uh, these applications that we're still using for things like email and calendaring, and are incredibly full-featured, right? But how many of those features do we actually use, and how many of those features do we actually need? I'm with you. I think yeah. it's a very small, it's yeah. a very small proportion.
1: Yeah, well, in the yeah. early days, we didn't have the features, right? So, as you said, it was great right. to create a great, feature. Now we kind of get a get. We're frankly just overwhelmed. So, I, I think that's a great way to put it. You want your lists to be an app. You want your list making tool to be app like, to do listing well. You want your calendar tool to do calendaring well, you know. And you want to and you want to bring those together and and keep them simple, uh, to keep them sharp.
0: Great stuff. Well, we're we're coming to the end of our time today. Um, just in summary, is there uh, if if people are out there and they're thinking, "Well, I'm either fairly new in the game uh, and I'm interested in thoughts about how to set up my first system or again, to use um, you know to reflect a little bit on John Skinner's uh, situation, you know they're they're making the transition from one system to another. Maybe we could just at the end here make a couple of uh, high level you know tips and tricks. what do we what do we recommend in terms of mindset and in terms of best way forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, it come it comes down to that that wonderful glue piece, the weekly review. It's a yeah, it, it's the kind of the the Turing test, you know, the test of a true GT. Is it a true GTD system or not? Um, whether you can, you know, do an effective weekly review with it. So look for simple ability to create and define projects. Look for a simple ability to create and define uh, lists of actions and group those into contexts. Um, and then you know the real test becomes when you go to when you go to do a weekly review with this system um, how does it feel what's your what's your experience can you get through a weekly review in about 60 to 90 minutes or you know is it a three hour tapping on a tiny screen pulling out your hair kind of process so be incredibly Practical, I think, is 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 my advice. Focus on the basics. Don't feel you have to start over just because because your system maybe you've fallen off the wagon. In a way, the weekly review is a starting over in some sense every week, or at least mm. a shoring up, right? It's it's the reset button every week that says, "Yeah, my system was was a bit bit of a shambles, and now it's now it's back to good." Uh, so don't feel you have to start over. But if you are starting and looking to evaluate a new tool, or you are looking to migrate tools, I say stick to the basics. That's that's my two cents. What about you, Todd?
0: I, I, I like that a lot. And and I would I guess I'd just add that as you are thinking about how <clears throat> you're going to generate your own uh you know your own kind of uh ecosystem where you you probably will have in addition to the core of your system that might sit on a corporate server or up in the cloud, you know, your, your email and calendaring and, and uh, tasking, basic kind of application. And as you think about uh, how am I going to make use of my, my tablet or my smartphone or whatever it is uh, else that is in in my, uh, in my ecosystem uh, just be clear that, that, you know, certain things are best done at certain places. Mm -hmm. So um, again, probably beyond uh, it's probably beyond the ability of anybody to make a, uh, a smartphone—the only system that they have, uh, if they have a, you know, if they have a system of any complexity at all. But that doesn't mean it's not a valuable tool. It just means that you're only going to be using it for certain things. Great stuff. Right. Great. Well, listen. Thank you, Robert. It was, uh, as usual, uh, really good fun. You and I, I think, what I love about these is that you and I really don't do any prep for these at all. We sort of, <laughs> we sort of get on the phone. And say, what do you reckon? What should we talk about? And we just kind well, of launch in. Yeah. Indeed. So, um, and thanks everyone else for joining us. Um, please do let us know. Uh, again, thanks to John Skinner who sent in the suggestion about this week's topic. We'd we'll be very happy to hear from any of the, uh, anyone else out there. Uh, in, um, in the podcast world, who's interested in hearing about anything in particular? Um, and until we uh, until we have a chance to to be together again in the, in the podcast world, I wish you all the best. Thanks very much.